you go to school. And he's your What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera. There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pig guy? Is this what pig guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do this while I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and welcome to the show, the Conditional Release Program Special Victorian Election Edition. Woo-hoo! Cook has been saying for two years that people were coming for Dan to clap him in irons and send him off to the courts for some of that frontier justice they're craving for. But how'd that go for them, Jack? Yeah, not well, Joel. Not well at all. It's been turned a Dan slide. Mm. The Herald Sun called it a Dan slam, and Liberal Senator Jane Hume called it really rude. <laughs> Well, I guess you can't please everyone. <clears throat> and in an exclusive on the conditional release program, we discover suitcases full of votes have arrived by FedEx from Pennsylvania. Forget what the lying mainstream media and the corrupt Victorian Elect Commission, Electoral Commission, I should say, tells your listeners, Joe Biden has won Mulgrave. Of course he have. The cookers are in uproar today. They are shouting, Electoral fraud. It was, as Cookers tweeted angrily last night, a dark day for Victoria and the nation where a dictator, the worst dictator in Senator Ralph Babbitt's memory, which as far as I can tell runs about 25 seconds, (laughs) dictator Dan won a democratic election and will continue to rule the state with an iron fist. Oh, no! Can't we call the army in? Is there something we can do here? Uh, those khaki bastards are in on the Dan scam too, Joel. Ah, the free time to get out. Move north of the Murray, maybe Queensland. No, Oof. Labor's in power there too. Yes. Maybe New South Wales. Oh, but there's oh. a fraudulent election coming there too next year. No, we no, do. no. We're going to have to move to Tasmania, Joel. Goddamn shitty Tasmania. With apologies to all our shitty Tasmanian friends. Yes, we don't want to make enemies down there. They're very powerful. So, look, many people are not pleased. The elections are like that. You have winners and losers. But we have cookers promising to leave Victoria because they're horrified at the thought of another four years of Dan Andrews. They haven't exactly articulated why that is. It's something about tyranny, Tyranny. something about freedom. Mm. Honestly, I just hope they fuck off Westwood because we do not want them here. Go north. Do not pass go. Go west. Yep, do not going. come here. Keep do, going. Do not want that. Fuck me. There's always a shit-covered lining to a silver cloud. And the idea of a horde of cooked Melbourne dipshits moving to Western Sydney <laughs> to pill Parramatta <laughs> is just more than I can handle. Can we not do that, please? They, they won't survive in Western Sydney. <laughs> 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 Fucking bet. Yeah, don't worry. Just like every whinging lefty in the States promised to move to Canada if George W. got a second term, <sighs> they're all staying put. Nobody is moving into state because Dan Andrews won, and if they do, it's more likely due to outstanding warrants and debts and free tampons in bathrooms. Why are they all such criminals and why do they never pay their bills? I don't know like what it is about like such a common <laughs> theme. But either way, look, I'm here for it, Jack. Watching cookers complain is better than adrenochrome. I'm it telling is. you, their it tears is very, are very nice. delicious. And in this episode, we plan to bowl them up and pass them into your willing ears. It's been a big victory for Labor, and that's lovely, but it's a big loss for cookers, and that is a beautiful thing to behold. 
And yes, it is very, very beautiful. And while you're feeling celebratory, how about you help keep this show running by joining the Patreon listeners? For as little as $5 a month, you'll get bonus episodes and more. It helps keep us going. And while this is a a labour of love, (laughs) nice pun there, Joel, it's also (laughs) labour. It is. So if you could throw us a few bucks, it would mean a lot. I actually didn't intend for that, but I like it. I like that. So, yes, listeners, please throw, consider throwing us, what, a large coffee a month because if enough of you do that, I can actually work less and spend more time on the show. Instead of this being a sort of desperate side project that gets interfered with by work, I can make work interfere with the podcast. And in that situation, everyone wins because there's so much more work we could do on this. Um, but, uh, yeah, everyone wins except for the Victorian Liberals. They don't yes, win anything. And, and speaking anything. of the Victorian Liberals, here's a very Victorian conditional Release program weekly news election edition. So, with continuing counting, let's look at the numbers. Labor has won 49 seats, which is a majority. They only needed 45. The Libs, 15. Nats, 8. And the Greens, 4. Cooker parties, 0. Which is evidence, not that we needed any, of. Electoral fraud. Okay, we'll get to that shortly. But let's make some projections on how the votes are going to fall. It would seem Labor will end up with 53, 54, maybe even 55 seats. And guess how many uh, they had in the old parliament, Joel? 55. 55. Yeah. <laughs> so no change or very little from the 2018 Dan slide, where Matthew Guy ran one of the worst campaigns in Australian political political history. So bad was he, the Libs decided to stump him up for another drubbing and he delivered in spades. Yes, he did. He did uh, the his Greens, job. The Greens will have six, maybe seven seats due, and I say this more in anger than sadness, to Liberal preferences flowing their way. First mm-hmm. time that's ever happened. Yeah. Uh, Northcote and Richmond are gone in Albert Park where the Labor candidate has won 37% of the vote. The Greens kitty 20 uh, but he's ahead uh, of Labor, uh, two-party preferred, 56-44. Counting is at 70%, but that's preferential voting for you. Yes, and it is. Like last night on the ABC coverage, there was a lot of talk about the fact that the Liberals were preferencing cookers and extremists before Labor because their whole thing was put Labor last. Now, it's a yeah. good catchy catchphrase, but at the end of the day, while I do actually quite like the Greens as a party, the idea of the Liberals putting a party that is further away from their belief structure to make a pithy fucking political point is just, it just shows it's you. Like, just, it just shows you how desperate they were. Yes. Most pathetic fucking political party in history. I mean, just draw the line. I mean, like, if you're going to support the Greens over Labor, then, like, you're not really the Liberal Party, are you? Like, oh, Yeah, we'll Jesus get back Christ. to the many, many structural problems they've got, uh, electoral problems, uh, demographic problems that they have, Joe. We'll get yes. back to that soon. But at the same time, when it comes down to the Liberal, uh, the Labor primary vote, it was down 6%. It may not seem like that because all the seats came through, mm. but that's because they had a lot of fault tolerance in some seats where there was a lot of big margins. Yeah. The Libs, and this is the take-home message, they were down 2%. Down 2% on a historically low turnout last election. So we'll get to the decline in the Labor vote shortly because there's a bit of a reason for it and it's worth talking about. But for the Libs to go backwards after two successive terms in opposition is an almost unheard of level of failure. 
I can't think of the last time it happened anywhere. I mean, third terms are very, very difficult to win at state and federal level. And for the Libs in opposition to go backwards in voting is, and I cannot stress this enough, an unmitigated disaster for the party. Yeah, and no one really expected them to win. But like, there was no way they could have gained 18 seats in Victoria. But there was a big media push at the very last second to discredit Dan, and that has not touched the sides. Yeah, look, it, it was never going to be that 18 seats. And on Friday, I wrote a column predicting a net gain of between two and four seats for the Libs. Not the Nats, but two and four seats for the Libs. Mm-hmm. And that would have been bad enough. Yeah. But to go backwards is catastrophic. Oh, yeah. They've basically wasted four years with political deadweights like Georgie Crozier and David Davis in the upper house, not to mention Matthew Guy himself, who went from the vegetables to the animals years ago. If these guys had a shred of integrity, they would resign and move on very soon. Yeah, true. And Joel will get to cookers in a moment, but there are federal and other state implications in this result. I know we often say, oh, you know, like, oh, are there any federal implications in well, in terms of policy and in terms of and in terms is. of general mood? No, um, but in demographics, yeah, it, it, it will all be denied. You know, federal implications. And Peter Dutton won't even address the issue uh, <clears throat> this week. But like the federal election in May, this one shows massive demographic shifts going on across Australia, in Victoria, in New South Wales, and in South East Queensland. And the Liberal Party is either incapable or unwilling to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's both. It's incapable and unwilling. I mean, if you look at the way in which they've dealt with this, we were talking about like the put labor last thing, how ill thought out and bizarre. Mm. I mean, okay, I get it. Voting is difficult because you voter base and morons but i mean really come on like be smarter but it's also that thing of like you know well it's really hard i'll explain just how how hard it's going to be for them to change things and i i I don't think they're capable of it look the first thing to consider is what we call the millennial vote now on federal voting analysis in the election earlier this year and on early data in victoria show just one in five millennials are voting Liberal. And that demographic is growing. It's a huge voting block now. Uh, Some millennials are in their mid-30s. Yes, some are. (laughs) On the back of the envelope definition of those who reached adulthood in the early 21st century. Mid to late. Because if you voted for the first time in 2007 federal election, you're like 33 or 34 now. I, you know, had the joy of being around for Mark Latham, but like, the Libs are getting one in five from a widening demographic that is basically dictating the results in elections. And if they think the Zoomers are going to come and save them, there's maybe a few that think Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos are funny. But at the end of the day, we've got a demographic of, let's say, young professional women. That's even worse than Liberals. How even, do they even, even come worse. close it's, to it's, selling it's, to them? It's like, basically almost one in ten. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. That, <laughs> that, that, and that the Libs out. cannot win elections, state or federal, on those numbers. This is a growing block. So that's 18 to 35 pretty much now. That's a huge block where you're getting just one in five, one in six voters, right? Yep. And and you just cannot win elections uh, on those numbers. And they can't win that demographic, a demographic that veers progressive on social policy issues and climate because of their policies now and over the last 10 years. I mean, what does Peter Dutton do? Put his baseball cap on backwards and start talking net zero emissions <laughs> as Liberal Party policy? <laughs> is anyone going to buy that? <laughs> no. And that's, this is the problem. And the next big shift is in what we call the professional set. In Victoria, they're living in seats like Karen Bayswater, Glenn Waverley, and those last two seats are, were Labor gains yeah. yesterday. Big surprise. Glenn Waverley. Yeah. Anyway. That, that's a risky <laughs> suburb. 
the professional set also veers progressive. They're high income and and they're educated. They might yep. not be high asset wealth, but they are high income people and they veer progressive. They may yep. not swing to, to and take their votes to Labor, but they won't vote Liberal. And we then overwhelmingly the they're not. We saw this with the Tills. The Tills absolutely pissed it in in these blue ribbon liberal seats where basically people have cash yep. but it's believe a in climate example. change. example. And, and they saw this happen. They saw this happen in the federal election and just chose to do nothing about it, Victoria. Did nothing about Maybe it. Maybe there was just this view that Victoria was a basket case anyway. I mean, New South Wales is the next cab off the rank and if that fails too, and it's looking like strong Teal sort of following, big green vote, those sorts of things, uh, and if Labor get over the line, well, that basically takes the libs out of any state or territory government man, mainland Australia. Yeah, I mean, which it's is about time, to be honest, but yeah. Uh, and you can say it all turns around and all change, but it, 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 there's no guarantees of that. Yeah, uh, look, and Teal's keep on, seats, so, you know. The next nail in the coffin is, is, is with the shrinking primary vote for the major parties, and this is something that's affecting both of them. 30 years ago, 90% of voters voted Labor or Liberal. Now it's 70%. So this 20% has shifted off. Labor's lost primary votes come back to them in preferences in Green or other minor progressive parties. There's a real discipline to it now, you know. Preference flows from the Greens are around 85-15, Labor's way. Yeah. You can put your house on it. But when the Liberal vote shrinks, preferences are not coming back. The raft of minor right-wing parties, cookers, religious zealots, UAP, yep. FON, etc., they aren't flowing to the libs. There's yeah. no focus to it. You know, there's no focus to where these votes are going. And invariably, many of these preference, uh, many of these preferences exhaust and shift into the ether. I mean, yeah. it's just basically a, a, almost a, a vote wasted. Yeah, I, I can't give you the figures for this election because counting is still going on. But in 2018, in Victoria, Labor with a big primary vote at 43, won 57% two party preferred, That's while huge. the libs 35 translated to 42. Yeah, See the difference? That's a big preference difference. And this election, Labor primary vote is down, but it will pick up almost 20%. Two-party preferred, around about 16 17% two-party yeah. preferred. There was a swing on, as you mentioned before, Joel, but it mainly hit, uh, hit Labor in the safe seats, in its safe seats. In the seat of Broadmeadows, where Labor's Frank Maguire, Eddie's, Eddie's uh, brother, uh, oh. he was pushed out um, before the election. Uh, and Labor's primary vote, uh, was down 20%. And a lot of that came down to Maguire's personal following. But in St Albans and in Preston, to name just two big swings in Labor Heartland, uh, they were on the back uh, of, of huge margins uh, to Labor Heartland seats in, in, in 2018, you know. So there was the swing had no effect. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and, yeah. and we can talk about why that is. I mean, um, <laughs> in the West and in, and, and in the North, you a lot of the people there were, were really deeply affected by pandem pandemic lockdowns, lost yeah. jobs, those sorts of things, and and, and lost income, and and, they, and you know those sorts of things. You know, it's there's another way of looking at this is there is that uh, you've got your laptop class and your must appear at work at, at eight, eight, eight o'clock in the morning yes. class, and, and the factory's and, closed because there's a case of COVID. Right. Exactly yeah. right. And, and you're going to get paid this week. And so, you know, there was a, a bound to be a fair amount of disgruntlement. I would yeah. say that after four more years, a lot of those votes will come back. Yeah, yeah. A lot of oh, those totally votes will, will come back. So, you know, I mean, that's even more chilling for the, for the Liberal Party. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you see, the upper powers, which could be a complete 
mix of kooks. It doesn't look like it. Doesn't, it doesn't look, look like, like it. it. The picture no. does look a little less certain because the counting takes longer because of blah, blah, preferences. But mm. Labor, the Greens, and other progressive parties will hold the majority. It's looking like a very reasonable upper house, which, yep. of course, is a play on words because congratulations to front of the podcast. If you're listening, we love you, Fiona Patton, on your re-election for the Reason Party. Yes, well done. Reasonable that. representation in a very important part of yep. the political process in Victoria. Well good, done, Fiona. No um, fucking freedom, no very, end very Victorians. very, political career now. Mm. Yeah. And, and finally, and because Joel's going to talk about cookers sh- shortly, I saw a tweet from Avi Yemeni last night. There he was at Melbourne Tennis Centre. I think that's where he was. And, and it was full or nearly full to a c- capacity, and that's 15,000 people. Fucking hell. Centre court at, uh, at, uh, at the Tennis Centre. And, and all paying their dough to listen to Jordan Peterson. Jesus, why would you spend money listening to that fucking idiot? Well, I mean, that's look, just it. He's I got mean, YouTube videos everywhere. What, is the sound better at the Tennis Centre? Fucking uh, whatever. Well, it's a big venue and he was able to fill it, but it's 15,000 people. Let's just remember that, 15,000 people listening to Jordan Peterson paying, I don't know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, maybe 1,000 bucks if you're up the front. Yeah, um, you get to meet him and get some and benzos from him. And all that sort of backstage access, all area stuff, yeah. And, and, and what occurred to me, and this is not the first time I've thought of this, it's actually cult-like behaviour. And maybe it's got a bit to do with no political leadership within the Victorian Liberal Party, who should but don't offer some sort of philosophical and ideological leadership. But it's yeah. somehow more than that. I mean, these so-called conservatives, they're not, by the way, they're reactionaries. We've exactly. been through this on the podcast many times. But yes. simply, they don't know what they believe in or why. Yes. And they need someone to fill the gaps for them. They need charlatans like Peterson to tell them what to think. Yeah, they need something to, like, they oppose things, but they're not quite sure why. What to and if believe. they're pressed yeah. on the point, what, they what need their to have something. On, on, yeah. on any given Some thing. Some substance from someone like that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and outside of those sort of telegram-type echo chambers and things like that, they really don't know how to express themselves. No, they're just they really terrified of change. they don't have any background change. in political science or anything. No. They really don't know how everything works. No. And haven't bothered to learn no <laughs> so let's just pay let's just pony up with a couple of hundred smackers and listen to you know let's ask the benzo junkie yeah he'll tell us what to do great I mean, seriously i mean he'll, he'll this is a guy who's created his own narrative around his profound addiction to benzos <laughs> and then and then had the temerity this is a former well a, 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 a professor of psychology who said oh i didn't know that uh, benzos were were, were addictive what what? Idiot. Isn't that one of his 12 Shut rules? Up. Don't tell lies? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know, look, we, could, we could look at the same or similar sort of instance when, when Milo Yiannopoulos hit yeah. town a few years back. Uh, there was this same clamour. I, I remember one successful businessman telling me at this function I went to, I really like this guy, talking about Milo. I really like him. He's a fantastic speaker who sticks it up the left. Right. And that tells you all you really need to know. Milo Yiannopoulos is not a conservative. No. He's not, he's not even a reactionary. He's just anti-left. He's an opportunist. And, so, and, and at the time, Yiannopoulos couldn't get a gig anywhere in the world due to controversies various, including statements that he supported pedophilia. And he couldn't get a gig anywhere in the world except Australia. Just like Lauren Southern, just like many other dipshits on the right. But, like... 
we're looking at a guy here just so you can get a bit of a fill in if you don't know what Yiannopoulos is up to now. He's renounced his homosexuality, claims to have been converted. He's taken up lots he, of God bothering. He's pushing, he's pushing gay conversion therapy. And I believe he's now a staffer, paid or unpaid, I'm not well, sure, for no, Marjorie no, Taylor Greene. He's, in, he's an intern. He's an intern for, uh, for Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's pathetic. M and it's just that, that relevance deprivation syndrome. This is someone who got the spotlight for some time who sold themselves out on a fundamental level to maintain some degree of involvement in this weird cult. He also, one of his last hurrahs, Joel, was to um, uh, <clears throat> run a donation drive for um, a college, um, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, sponsorship, not, not sponsorship, um, college. Uh, scholarship? Scholarship, thank you, uh, for... For white males, oh, uh, because uh, you know affirmative action had, had meant had meant that uh, they were being uh, cast out Pressed in favour of women and and, yeah. and 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 black people. Um, and there was a certain I, I couldn't tell you the exact number, but but it was into the millions how much money they actually um, raised, and yeah. then it's all gone. What a surprise! Yeah, what a fucking surprise! Just another fraud, aren't you, Milo? That's right. But of course, Australia will take any shit sandwich you throw at it yeah. and pay ninety dollars to listen to them harp on about nothing, possibly completely stoned out of their minds in an auditorium somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Spinal Tap tour of Japan, you know. Let's go there and milk these suckers for all they're worth because no one else wants it. <laughs> you know, the price of tickets for Milo or Peterson, Jesus, and joining Scientology would be cheaper. Yes, and probably more effective too. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps not, not as much fun. No. Um, but, and that tells us a great deal about the intellectual paucity or shortage deficit of people who identify as conservatives in this country. More importantly... The views expressed by these clowns are so far from the mainstream that when someone, some a group, an a party like the Victorian Liberal Party or, or right-wing minor parties espouse them, the middle, where elections are won and mm. lost, will walk away. I mean, they just turn away. It's yeah. not mainstream thinking. And more so, the middle is smart in Australia and they know when they're being grifted. They know when they're being turned out as marks by political conmen. Yeah. But the right, so-called conservative right, doesn't. And make no mistake, these are existential threats to the Liberal Party in Australia. In my view, they are two federal elections from political oblivion, Ooh. and I can't see how they can change course and speak to Australian voters in a way that Australians will want to listen to. That's the thing. They are getting murdered demographically. I mean, you can say the Libs in... Uh, in Victoria were an absolute basket case. They were in 2018. They failed to do anything about it. They've got all this sort of dead wood hanging around the place that people have, you know, turned away from, including that clown in Caulfield <laughs> who might get re-elected, but it's just a complete waste of space. I don't think he's ever held a senior portfolio in government or in opposition. I mean, there's just dead wood. Just get out of the road. Yeah. Retire. Get out of the way, man. Yeah. But uh, then there'd be, so then he'd have to suffer relevance deprivation syndrome, and I don't think he'd go. Yeah. So, ran over. Over to you, Joel. Just how bad is this electoral, electoral fraud? fraud? Oh, it depends on who you ask, Jack. But the response from Cookers has, a general rule, has been predictably dramatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, their reactions have taken on this sort of full-spectrum approach and it resembles the stages of grief. We've got a bit of denial in there in the form of electoral fraud, of course. Yeah. 
We've got lots of anger with oh, some spectacular outbursts from the usual suspects at these pointless fucking protests that never seem to end. Bargaining isn't really their style, but an unexpected no. person has decided to come out with that kind of approach. Depression. Oh, depression is all over the shop. Yeah, Acceptance? there's a lot there. I mean, look, no, the acceptance is I think an interesting gonna, one. I think they're going to pass on that step. They do tend to, but one thing they have established is that in certain parts of this uh, ridiculous alternate reality, this was all meant to happen. It's all part of the plan, the QAnon-style yeah. plan, yeah. because the white hats are in control. Yeah, and, so, and the grift has to, go, have to, has to keep going. Well, you know, yes, exactly. There's a the few people who are going to be very chasing the money. Very they, they can't say, oh, God, you know, we've been utterly defeated and vanquished. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's look at the denial phase. It's been given a catchy title, which is he was selected, not elected. Oh. And I'm wow. telling you, I'm actually feeling this one insofar as this is often true for these sort of sure thing candidates, these Labour or Liberal two-party leaders who are parachuted into safe seats, given passage into the premiership by a fucking spineless party room. But Dan Andrews' seat of Mulgrave is actually a marginal Labour seat. He, uh, it was redistricted and blah, blah, blah. You can look it up on Wikipedia. But at the end of the day, traditionally speaking, this is not a walloping kind of safe seat. He's not parachuted no, into safe territory. He had to fucking earn this. After yeah, so while he was pre-selected for the seat using usual branch mechanisms, fair enough, that's its own conversation. Dan Andrews is well regarded in the state, but also in his own seat. It just is what it is. Uh, in Mulgrave, uh, I Cook uh, suggested that uh, the fix was in when uh, Dan mm-hmm. Andrews was placed on top of the ballot. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right, because it's digitally drawn it, now instead it's of the digitally drawn rather than thing. The, I've know, seen the, the draw back in the, the day, and uh, and it is. I actually do prefer the balls in the barrel thing because you go into his room and you watch it happen. I can't remember which candidate it was for. I think it was. Maybe been along, I'm not sure. But um, we watched it happen, and there was something kind of cool about it. Like, it was a bit of an event, you know? Like, we got a drink afterwards. But the digital thing is a bit of an anticlimax. I will give them that. But it's not rigged. It is not rigged. It's and not they have rigged. the source I mean, code on the fucking webpage. That one of Dan's uh, senior uh, senior colleagues uh, also, uh, also enjoyed the same benefits going immediately to number one, which he was, but that's just the luck of the draw, boys. It is. It and is. Girls. It's, the code um, is it's on just the, the way page. it goes. But, yeah, these people don't trust technology mostly because they don't understand it. That's, that's it. Mm. But, oh, look, I think it's a fool's errand to take anything Cooker say literally because there's always some sort of bullshit behind it, but I couldn't help but to expand on that one because selected, not elected is totally true in so many situations. Yeah, selected but- by who? Well, that's Dan? the thing. Oh, I've chosen myself to be You pregnant. know, like, you know, look, when it comes down to it, you get selected by your branch because you tell them all that if you don't, you'll take away the sandwiches. And then in the party room, you give them sandwiches. There's a lot of sandwiches involved. But either way, <laughs> in this situation, Dan Andrews fucking earned this. So, like, you know, well done to him and well done for you guys for coming up with what is almost a good thing, but not. Selected, not, not elected. Yeah. By it's Easter, not. he will be he will be Labor's uh, longest serving premier in Victoria. Not bad, and he gets a bronze statue apparently, which they're fucking fuming about, despite Ooh. the fact that I believe it was that's Jeff. Gonna get it? Some, that's going to get some artwork, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Some yeah, amateur artwork on it. Yeah. But that was a Liberal Party policy to have that after a certain time. I think it was three terms. You get a bronze statue, and they're all whinging about it. Shut the fuck up, guys. And look seriously, the bronze statues—they are garbage. You know, have you seen oh, the totally. one of Warney? It's like, who is that? 
Dan I mean, Hooner is the funny you know, looking guy in the, in the first place. There's and- a lot to be said. I mean, seriously, cookers or not, the, 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 the quality of our sculpting in this country is subpar. Well, I will say, uh, as far as the warning thing goes, that I was impressed a little bit by the uh, the bronze statues at the MTG, um, but not a lot. I was well, there was also the one made for Rabs Warren um, in his country town of birth, uh, which I think is young, and uh, and everyone looked at it and go, who, who, who? who is that? Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, anyway, so I don't think Dan's going to be too worried about uh, – Bronze uh, sculptures, one way or the other. His I mean, he look is like right shit. now the most successful politician, political leader in the country in terms of term, in, uh, being in government, and 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 by any other metric you want to use in terms of two party preferred vote, numbers of seats won, Mark numbers McGowan of seats in lost. Western Australia is pretty close. Who? Mark McGowan. Oh well, no, he hasn't been in hasn't been in anywhere near as long. Yes, but I, I mean, mean, he fucking dropped I mean, it. I we, mean, like we, he'll be there for a while. Oh, look, he, he was a, it, that was a record breaking drumming. But but uh, it, it the 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 list starts with Dan Andrews in terms of longevity. Yeah, uh, and then Anastasia Palaszczuk. Uh, thank you. Uh, comes next. Uh, and then, really, it's uh, it, you know, there's not a lot to be worried about there. I mean, you think about New South Wales; they're all pretty newbies. Uh, New yes. South Australia. Too many yeah. expensive wine bottles. Not enough time. Yeah, well, that, yes. that, that can get you. That can get you. So, look, the underlying logic as to why Dan must have lost is that apparently he's the most hated premier in the country, yeah. and arguably the most hated man in Victoria. Mm. I mean, this isn't reflected in polls or general sentiment on the street, but on Telegram. This is where you will find this on Telegram. Uh, that's where well, this is happening. Yeah, I know. But if you, you actually look at approval rating polling, which is junk polling, right? Um, it's junk polling even if it's handled really, really well. But he was 51-49 then. Yeah. I mean, look, it's And so it's every, every journalist in the country started calling him a polarising figure or a <sighs> divisive figure. The ABC wild. was at it again um, last night. And I, I just don't buy it. I mean, it, I can't underestimate or I can't underscore just how difficult it is for governments anywhere in this country to win third terms. Yeah. It's it's almost unheard of. I think last time that was Bob Carr in New South Wales. Yeah. And like when, when he called out Nazis, I'm sorry, and we'll come to this later, but like when he called out Nazis, that's because the Liberals were preferencing Nazis. Yep. That's not divisive. He's just pointing out reality. But, of course, every dickhead jumps on that as some sort of moment to, instead of separating yourself from Nazis and denouncing anti-Semitism in all its forms, you decide that actually the problem is calling it out. That's the real problem. We need to Nazis fix that right up. Nazis are from the left, Joe. Nazis are from the left. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck me. So, of course, the real denial phase, and this is a you know sort of general big phase from our cooker friends we all expected is of course denying the validity of the results electoral fraud we are going to get to some reasonable cookers like Topher Field who have begrudgingly accepted that more people voted for Labor than Liberal and then went on to have a cry about you know <laughs> there's various been a things. bit of that there have been some tears some some tears of realism for yeah some. tears and sighing as well which I've kind of enjoyed but of course your fringe elements outside of that paradigm are hard at work creating bizarre narratives to fit their agenda because that's what they do. Yeah. And we had one person on Telegram posting this genius piece of analysis. Fraud. Electoral fraud, Joe? Yes. That's <laughs> what happened. Fraud. 
Exit polls widely diverge from the so-called result, given that the WEF is also involved in supervising the election, and we know what they stand for. Yeah. No, you don't. No, No, you fucking don't. don't. You don't. don't. You do not. No. (laughs) It's very clear what took place this evening. Yeah. Now they have committed the crime. Next step should be, if we're doing this correctly, arrests. Oh, there's a little scale of justice. Uh, there is. I didn't know you could get a scale of justice uh, emoticon there, Joe, but yeah. apparently you can. It's the last ah. thing you see before Arrests. the floor falls out beneath your feet. Uh, yeah, so the WF wasn't involved in supervising the election. No, they, they don't do a lot of that. They don't not really in Victoria, know the WF not is. really anywhere else. Yeah, they just sort of made that up. But that's kind of what cookers do. That's why they're so funny. I mean, if they didn't, then we probably wouldn't have this this podcast because yeah. I just find it so we fucking funny. We wouldn't be funny. laughing as hard at them. Yeah. Their imaginations are wonderful, though. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Just stunted Love individuals. Them. So on another Telegram group called, and I really, really like this, Ricardo Bozzi and the Great Awakening, brackets, a tribute. A tribute. It's a tribute. A tribute it, you know, band. Uh, this is not Ricardo Bozzi. <laughs> this is just a tribute. It's great. It's so good. I don't get it. It's fucking bizarre. She writes very similarly to it. It's great. Uh, it was argued that this is all part of the plan. Uh-huh. As I said before, this is the white hats. So in, in order to expose the corruption, you must let corruption happen, which is that sort of cue brain stuff of like when bad things happen, it's all part of a plan. When yeah. good things happen, it's because you made it happen, because you're pulling the strings behind the scenes. The pose itself is a long story of waffle that I'm not going to go into because it takes fucking five minutes to, to spell it out. But in the general gist of it, the Victorian election is part of a greater global plan and the freedom candidates involved were not there to win, but simply collect evidence against uh, the evildoers. Yeah. And they are the white hats here. And just like oh. Brazil's election was stolen, apparently, that's what she reckons, just like the midterms were rigged, well, no, duh, the Victorian election had to go this way <laughs> to expose the worldwide corruption. So it's like Brazil, the United Look States at- of America, Victoria. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, It's all linked. You know. Yeah. It's all linked. Yeah. yeah, look, I've had just about enough of your cynicism, Joel. I mean, uh, if we have a look at this, the, I, mean, I did see Brazil uh, popping up um, uh, as, a, <laughs> as a stolen election. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Bolsonaro is having a crack there. Oh, wind, 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 And in just a little bit of trivia news about J.M. Bolsonaro, the former, uh, with a big F, former president uh, <laughs> of, F, uh, yes. of Brazil, uh, he's got a skin condition. I'm not making this up. I'm not doing an Eric Trump here. Um, he's got a skin condition that is so bad <laughs> that he can't wear pants. He can't wear trousers. Jesus. That's, That's God. That is God moving be. in mysterious ways, isn't it? Isn't it just? Isn't it just? So, look, this is an actual quote from the Post. Uh, from this is, uh, yeah, this is from uh, the Ricardo Bozzi tribute band. This um, is, yes. Okay. Uh us awake is their greatest fear. Think election, election fraud. fraud. It's all in caps, so we got to yell it out. Oh, Think yeah. crimes against humanity. Think, also in caps, global satanic death cult. There's actually yep. no other way of spelling satanic death cult than all caps. <laughs> and you just, you know, whenever you get to write that somewhere, it has to be all in caps. It has to be in all caps. Think crimes against children. It's yep. all coming out now. Is it? Is it really? Is and it? And nothing can stop it. No. no. The winds that we are experiencing right now are far bigger and far more glorious than any state election win could ever be. And what it means to win this war for the world is bigger and more extraordinary than most people could imagine. 
Yeah. You see that coping mechanism that yeah, just complete just, divergent from reality when something bad happens, you've just got to make a narrative. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It's probably better than the, you know, spit the dummy, <laughs> throw the toys out of the cot. To so, an extent. To an extent, but it is still very, very funny. What happens when the white hats don't win and you start losing faith and uh, – what happens then, if you keep getting a shit kicked? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> How are we going to explain this? So on the ABC coverage when I was watching last night, the results from Mulgrave didn't appear for some time and I saw some people on Twitter complaining about that saying, where's Mulgrave? The journals on the desk were claiming the count was slow. So the results were coming in slowly as a result of the count being slow and I thought to myself, oh, gee, I wonder why the count is slow. Yeah, so I, got some theories there, Joel. I saw a Facebook post on Unvax Australia posted on Twitter by someone I can't remember the handle of. Guys, Ian Cook's scrutineers for Mulgrave's seat saw irregularities and the numbers were not adding up. There will be a full recount tomorrow. Full recount. Full not recount. Not doing a quarter. Full We're going to do the whole thing. Yeah, look, it was there's some other strange things that have come about there because I think Cook had sort of tricked himself into believing he was going to be a member of Parliament, and, and from there, you know, who knows? He could he be was Premier, King of Australia, yeah, uh, yeah. and he really had just lost the plot. <laughs> um, so he he was extremely funny. The slow count, yeah, it was slow. There's no doubt about that. I tweeted because I checked the VEC figures on Mulgrave. Uh, at about nine, uh, what are we talking about? About eight thirty, and I and I traded up early days, but it looks like Andrews won't need to go to preferences in Mulgrave. It was a marginal seat. Liberal Michael Piestrino with uh, had sixteen percent of the vote at that stage of the count. Uh, danced back to about fifty fifty point or fifty point one. I think fifty point nine six. I think that sounds um, rigged of primary votes. Uh, at the moment, so he might have might go to preferences, but <laughs> there's the, the the result is not in doubt. Yeah, it was a little slow, and yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe look, the fix was in. This is just pure denial. We all know it. This is from a video that Celery Sorbet posted on Twitter of Ian Cook on election night on this like weird fucking freedom stream. Yeah, it appears it was the weird. Yeah, I haven't heard of this thing. It's something you guys are checking out. Bless Celery for actually bothering. Some fucking cooker scrutineers sent by Ian Cook who don't understand how voting works have reported back to him and made this absolute intellectual mess of things, and now he thinks there's a problem. Now, he clearly said, I'm not going to defo him here. He clearly said he wasn't talking about fraud. He wasn't talking about election. But irregularities. Electoral fraud. Yes, he but irregularities. Saying, yeah, a, a, a strange count, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That's pretty subtle. But- well, he, he was saying that um, uh, that Dan, uh, the Dan's votes were being counted, that, that, that the counters were told to, to pull out the Labor votes and the Liberal votes and then count them. And then they'd get to the preferences after that, which is just not true. I mean, it's just not the way votes are counted. Yeah. You count – yeah, I've, I've been a scrutineer before and, yeah, and then you just knock off the tail end and then you start preferencing out. Yeah, it's fucking mm, that's silly. That's right. But that's the thing. I mean, like these guys, they've just called out for these cookers to come and scrutineer in these seats because they want to cause shit. Yep. Now, I'm not sure if Monica Smith is clever or stupid. I do side with stupid. Mm, but yeah. calling out cookers to cause problems in voting rooms – just seems one of those things. It's a little more evil than dumb. But either way, you had these groups calling out to the public, well, cooker public, saying, 
Come be scrutineers in these important seats because you know what's going to happen. What kind it's of really reasonable easy. and well-rounded people are going to turn up to these things? Who's going to take that offer up? It's really easy to be a scrutineer. You it just is. stand there and you can say whatever you like. You to- do. And it's really funny. I, when I did it, I was doing it for an independent and the liberals were being really funny because every now and then there'd be a, a vote with a giant cock drawn on it. But it was still a valid vote, and it's optional preferen- uh, preferencing in as New South Wales. As long as it's numbered properly, there's no and problem with any was cartoon like one of those artwork on it. All these things, like, you know, they'd say, like, you know, fuck you and stuff like that, but it was still a valid vote for my candidate, and the Liberals would come in and start making all this noise, and I'm like, mate. Yeah, but that's, the, I mean, that, that's that's the Liberal noise. It's always going to be a bit of feet, you know. it's it's not Cookers are just going to go in there and start, you know, a, a blue, start a Donnybrook. Oh, totally. I have I have no idea how that because like when I was in there, I thought the liberals were unreasonable and okay, they were smashing it. They didn't even need to pull us up on votes. They were going to destroy us. But at the same time, I mean, like they were just being nitpicky bastards. In this situation with cookers, you can only imagine what they'd be doing: shining UV <laughs> lights on them to see if there's a reflection or some shit. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm looking for a watermark. I'm looking for a watermark. Shut up, cooker. So another great quote from another Australian electoral analysis. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Aussie Cossack simply said this. What the actual F asterisk asterisk asterisk, Victoria. No, he, yeah. put, he put asterisks to avoid offending people. Because He said fuck. He, yeah, he was. He, he didn't want to say fuck because no. he's that kind of guy. He doesn't he's want to offend nice people. He's a nice guy. He's a family guy. Who voted for Dan Andrews? Election must be rigged. He's put a question mark there because he's a moron. And <laughs> and, and then uh, hard, hard return, hard return, disaster, dot, dot, dot. I knew the question mark on election must be rigged would really piss you off, so I really <laughs> wanted you to say that one. And this is the kind of substantive analysis you'd expect from the Cossack. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Dan Andrews. He My actually makes Thanos like look, look, you know, possibly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really is a fucking meathead. But at the same time, I mean, well done him. He's managed to become a Russian operative without actually really being a Russian yeah, operative. The Russians, you know. So <laughs> the, Russian, the Kremlin, the Kremlin's not looking for quality. Well, apparently not. <laughs> but it's pretty embarrassing to see that kind of thing. Just basically saying. If I don't know anyone who voted for Dan Andrews, considering I'm someone from Sydney who doesn't live in Victoria, uh, it must be rigged. Can't imagine who voted for him. I- All my mates in the Golden Dawn didn't vote for him, and I'm and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty sure the Croatian Nazis didn't either. Yeah, can't imagine who who who's left. Who's left in Victoria that's after that's, that? That's the that's the spectrum. That's- it's most of the most of the state. As far as he knows, what yeah. a fucking idiot! Uh, and uh, uh, look, I, I did see um, when we go back to you know, Cook. He was saying that well, some of his people were saying that Labor um, uh, how to vote card hander outerers, mm. uh, volunteer workers, people in in their red t shirts were, were <laughs> walking up and down the queues of um, people waiting to vote in Mulgrave's, offering them pineapples, offering them 50 sobs. 50 <laughs> bucks? 50 bucks, 50 bucks, mate. I'll and take not- five. Oh, come on, mate. You'll see, it's got to be worth 50. And, oh, um, five and is fine. You know, fi- buy a sausage. Oh, well, that's, you're easily bribed. 
Oh, yeah, um, of course. But he was, they were offering pineapples, just a big fold. They were just walking around with fold, <laughs> just great just, bill yeah. fold of 50s going, yeah, who just, wants some of this to vote for? Dictator Dan. Bags of cash. Now, and the then VEC if you don't vote, actually you get shot. Tweet, once, once this was reported, the VEC actually tweeted back. Oh, no, saying, did they? Would you like us to launch an investigation into this? <laughs> Fucking crickets, you know, no. just, just nothing. You could hear the tumbleweed, you know, in the back of the room. Do not nothing want. happened there. No pineapples being handed out. I tell you what, if I was at uh, at a ballot and <laughs> a, a polling booth, and someone came in, you know, the, you know, I said, well, firstly, I'd say fifty's not enough. I'll need a couple of hundred. What? And then you just grab it, put it in your kick, and vote for whoever you wanted to in the first place. Well, of course, exactly. I'd still take fifty. I mean, that's like, you why know. the fifty dollar bribe's not going to work. You know. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you really can't hold people to it. It is a secret ballot. You have little booths. Yeah. That being yeah, said, there's probably take a you know photo of your ballot and then <laughs> send it back to the guy to prove. Otherwise, he won't give you your fifty. That was a cooker um, approach, though. When the uh, last federal election, yeah, one of the to take a photo of your ballot, saying take mm. a photo and send it to me. So if there's yes. less votes than photos. I'll know there was electoral fraud. <laughs> how I mean, that, how did that pan out? How that go? Well, I didn't hear much from him. Well, after they probably that. they received four photos and went, "Shit, we're only going to get four votes." <laughs> Fucking idiot! This is terrible. What was I thinking? So let's I move retract, into the anger. I retract phase. it all. Uh, so basically, this has been fairly consistent throughout the last couple of years, but definitely getting very heated in the last month or so because Yo, you know yeah. elections are like that. But nasty. It's, Coming from a hot place. And there are some very angry cookers running around the place right now. And I truly do hope, at the bottom of my heart, I hope none of them try anything stupid because the vibe is not good. But either way, that month-long harassment campaign of Dan Andrews outside his campaign office with Aidan McClinton and all those fucking creeps and Daniel Jones, who's, I don't know, likes murdering stuff apparently, that appears to have come to an end and that is definitely a good thing. But that certainly does not mean he can let his guard down because if... Dan Andrews' security detail isn't military fucking great. It should be. He should be surrounded by sentry cannons and drones. Because, like, while most people in Victoria are clearly happy to see him serve, hello, electoral results, cookers are barely even hiding their plans to kill the Premier. And, like, let's face it, a lot of people have nothing left to lose. Who knows what's going to come from this kind of violent energy in the electorate? It's yeah. Look, crazy. And I would just say, when you when you talked about uh, the, the month-long protest harassment campaign outside Dan Andrews' office in Mulgrave, um, Sosis actually just sent us some film and um, uh, on Twitter and uh, into our DMs, Joel, and uh, uh, nothing going on there. No, there's nothing going on. Yes, They're it is empty. all packed up and going hard. Yeah, they have. Well, I mean, that's the thing. The, the election's over. So while the majority of people who are causing this kind of violent rhetoric in the air have packed up their tools and gone home, the people listening to this kind of stuff are still stewing in their juices behind keyboards, blaming everything that's gone wrong in their lives on fucking Dan Andrews. So an example of this, uh, which was a fairly immediate response, but I think it's worth putting in the episode, at the Melbourne Vigil, which is this sort of perpetual and pointless <laughs> camp out at the Treasury Gardens by a former protest organiser. I won't name you. The Treasury Gardens chaser. are really nice. Stay out of there, you filthy yeah, bags. Less nice with these. Go home and have around. a shower if you've got homes. Don't have homes, no. Go and give yourselves a wash. You look filthy. You're a bunch of crooks. I mean, if you went through the lot of them, there'd all be wealthier recipients with significant criminal histories. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, like, you know, one of them had these little megaphones stolen recently. If this is from uh, oh, I saw that too. Gavis, yeah. When am I going to get the 600 bucks for a new one? I took, I took the big one. Do some work. <laughs> Do some work for for a living. Maybe like you know, uh, earn some money. Doesn't you know, look like there's anything physically way. wrong with you. you know no, right? 
go and go and stack some shells. Mate, They're paying like forty bucks an hour. Businesses are employing champion. Yeah, yeah. Go go do that. Anyway, so look, you know, this little outburst was apparently, according to the video, and you'll hear it in a second, a sample of how the community is feeling. It's not, yeah. though. The community is actually voting for fucking Labor, you morons. But it should be noted also, this charming little tantrum was expressed over a chalk message that read, Hey, Premier, you will be held accountable. Don't make us come back. <laughs> You're going to make them come back? What do you mean make it come back? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Dictator Dan will just issue an edict saying, I want these people back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, you'll be forced under anti lockdown <laughs> provisions to. That's right. Sit oh, that's the other thing. When waste lock- your life in this park. This is a common response. When are the lockdowns going to start? But this is an even better one, Joel. This is good. This is good. Come here! Fuck you, Dan! Fuck you! You fucking cunt! What do you want to tell the people? Fuck you, cunts! Wake up! Sexton! So yeah, as you can see... Uh, a lot of people are very, uh, very frustrated to say the least. It's um, like people. <laughs> the second, like pe- people are just like, literally, four years, four years more, four more years of this shit. Four more years. Four more. Premier of the state for twelve years. For twelve years. Don't even understand. So yeah, four more years indeed. Four more yeah. years of cookers whinging, bitching, moaning, and threatening the premier with death. And why? It's because their brains are in a centrifuge of like confected anger. It's just created by grifters and liars trying to make a career out of making people angry. They don't even make that much money. I mean, these donation drives aren't even that good. We hear a lot of cookers screaming about how they can't handle another four more years. But as we said before, why? Yeah. What? What is the big deal? Are you that terrified of free tampons? Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> Lockdowns are over. I just can't bear the free kindergarten. They get so upset about it. Why? (laughs) It's just so fucking weird. And this is the thing, because lockdowns are over, but for everyone else. That's it. But not them. They still feel locked down. There are, few, there, there are a few uh, mandates, the vaccine mandates still in place, and, the, 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 and they are perfectly understandable. Aged care, which comes from the feds, um, and I think uh, healthcare workers. He uh, could just go and, and get a job at Woolies. They've dropped their vaccine mandate, but no, now he can't get a new bit megaphone. How yeah. fucking sad. And frankly, but, I don't want you coughing on my iceberg lettuce. No, no, God forbid. And for the, they're pretty cheap these days, actually. But they have this kind of weird version of PTSD, which is not from the lockdown. It's from watching too many scary conspiracy videos during lockdown on fucking Bitchu. They're just addicted to it, yep. They're just completely addicted to this ridiculous fictional universe they fucking subscribe to. So... Let's go to some threats on Telegram. This is just stuff that I did a very cursory glance search on and just got whatever first came up. One guy said this. Dan Andrews will never be able to walk the streets again on his own. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably true. 
Because cookers want to kill him. Because you motherfuckers oh, are no doubt it's genuinely true. wanting to kill him for reasons you can't articulate, not only because you're stupid, but because there might not even be a reason. Lockdown often didn't affect people. You can see people talking about lockdowns and they'll say, oh, yeah, a friend of mine had a business close. Had a business. Well, a friend of mine Lost had this. It's like, what about you? What was your impact? Oh, yeah, I work <laughs> from home. It's fine. I just watched a lot of bit shoot videos and got convinced of an apocalyptic situation. <laughs> I, made a fortune. I made a fortune on Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's what a lot more. of cookers will tell you. Oh, man, I just made, made a fortune on Bitcoin. How, how's that Bitcoin going there for you? Jimmy? Yeah. How's that working out for you? Uh, Pete Evans still loves it. Don't worry about it. Damn, so the other one is hope money to burn. Dan gets fucking shot. Yeah, I didn't even want to read that one, Joel. I mean, I, I saw Dan last night with his wife, of course, and his three children. Can you imagine the sacrifices they've been through, the pressure they've been under, the guards that, that, that need to be you know established around them, young people in particular, trying to get out and enjoy their lives as as as, as, as young people should. But yeah, you can. Can you imagine the, the 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 sorts of restraints they've been under? Oh, it's fucked up. It completely is. And this is the kind of rhetoric that's been going on for ages. The Hang Dan Andrews, the Nuremberg two point zero shit. It has yeah. been a staple food for cookers since the pandemic. And people like Ricardo Bosi have completely normalised this. And then you have got the UAP who've platformed it and spent all this money trying to amplify it to prop yep. up this sort of fringe vote to maybe capture some of it. And they did. They elected a real estate agent to the Senate. We'll talk about him later. We'll talk about him later. But my hope is that these people are too stupid to actually do anything. Of course, that is the reliance almost, that they're too unorganized and too useless and no access to guns. But you never really know. You know, people do have guns. People do have volition. People do get to a point where they've got nothing left to lose. And only time will tell whether this will materialize into actual violence. But they love fucking talking about it. When it comes to Dan Andrews, vigilance will be key. But, I mean, you can't be 100% vigilant. Hopefully, they're too stupid to do anything well. But the reality is that Dan Andrews wasn't seen much in his electorate campaigning and didn't even vote there. He said he was busy, but we know that's bullshit. That huddle of cookers outside his campaign screaming at dictatorship may have had something to do with it and also the torrent of death threats that come every day into his office. Yeah. I mean, why would you hang out in your electorate? It's going to be really difficult for him to be able to do his job while people are going to be potentially sitting outside with a fucking sniper rifle waiting for him to walk through the doors. So they think this is funny, of course. And scumbag of the year, Avi Yemeni, posted a video titled, Dan Andrews is scared to show his face. And then a message accompanying it said, watch coward Dan. I mean, he's scared to show his face because people like you are creating a political atmosphere that is genuinely unsafe for a premier to behave normally in public. You created this. This is your intention. And now you turn around and you mock him for being scared of having psychos fucking threatening It's not that he's scared. I mean, his security details will be telling him, you can't go there, you can't go there, you can't go there. Yeah. We can protect you to a point, but we can't protect you in open spaces, certain places. Especially with your family, who you might not yep. want to see die. I don't know. Like, just I just I don't understand how fucked in the head you could be to think this is something to celebrate. But Avi Yemeni, I mean, he's just he's a very special individual. I mean, just yeah, terrible. Special, special is one word. So we'll move on from that, and we'll head into bargaining. And the bargaining phase has come from libertarian opportunist and part-time cooker Topher Field. I would argue that he's more of a libertarian than a cooker, but that's a whole other story. He's used this as an appeal to freedom as a concept. Bless his heart, because he accepts the results. He believes Ooh. in the integrity of elections, and I respect that. 
But he's also said in the in the following words, a few interesting things on his Facebook post that his flock of sheep might not want to hear. And this is like the first rule of Cooker Club. Tell them what they want to hear. You mm. never see honesty from these yeah, people. This is why so Maria Z is oh, so I'm successful. This now. I, I, Just, I don't know the Tophus. I don't know that Tophus crowdfunding is going to go all that well. Oh, they're not going to like this. He said, two, echo chambers are real. I try to warn about them from time to time, but it's hard to convey just how small but all-encompassing an echo chamber can be. (laughs) Making a good point. You Mm -hmm. can know 100 people who all agree with you. That's not a good thing, by the way, who all know 100 people who all agree with them. And as a result, you feel as though everyone agrees. But in reality... You can be in a bubble of only a few thousand people statewide. God, this guy, this guy's getting out there with the truth. Yeah, because it's of a like huge that, percentage of shared friends and the ability to communicate over distance thanks to technology. So if you're sitting there feeling like everyone I know and everyone they know voted against Labor, then you may need to widen your circle of friends. Yeah, so far. Wow. I mean, well said, mate. Well said. So the rest of the post itself is about sticking to their guns as a community, this whole fight for freedom we long, you got to stick together, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then you get back to basics, be less cooked. And, of course, being a libertarian at heart, he would be into this sort of thing. I don't necessarily, like, oppose libertarians. I think they're stupid and basic, and I'll never vote in their direction. But I don't think they're disinformation merchants that try and rely on vulnerabilities in people no, to exploit their fears it's a lazy ideology that just says, problems. look, my interests matter more than yours. Yeah, that's exactly. All, that, that's that's all it is. And if it comes down to it, I will shoot you for your flower and I won't feel bad about it. I mean, like, that's that's just a shit society. Because I should of. be allowed to carry a loaded gun. I mean, it's exactly. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just lazy. It's it's actually intellectually lazy. It's survival of the fittest and it's always run by trust fund kids who have money for no good reason. It's almost always libertarians are like, yeah, but I'm rich. Like, why? I don't know. So, look, I just think that was good advice on a reasonable post. I totally respect it. Um, I find it very difficult to say the Libertarian's ever reasonable, but in that situation, he was. This will fall on deaf ears because most people don't want to hear this. So then we move into depression. Depression. Depression is a serious phase of this. And in the comment section of this post where Topher decided to tell these truth bombs what they needed to hear, let's face it, not what they wanted to hear, what they needed to hear, the troops just can't muster up the energy to keep going. And we have this. Thank you for all you've done. I just don't think I can do another four years. Good. Ooh, do you think they they, they typed in live and then t- Ooh, and then, and then and backspaced. backspaced and then went do? I, I'll, I'll just yeah, say dark. Because you know, one of these people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the the bell is tolling, and they, and, they, uh, they may not be there in four years. It's, it's pretty concerning. I think there's actually something that uh, hopefully there's some outreach within the community and that, but I doubt there fucking is. What I can say is that it speaks to something I've thought for quite some time, which is there's been a lot of sort of final moments or big... Federal election was another one, of course. It yeah. was, exactly. And this was one of the final ones, from what I can see. The sort of backing of dark money and tacit support from the Liberal Party and the Australian Christian Lobby and these sort of organisations, and of course, occasionally Victorian media outlets like The Age and The Hun... The cookers have behaved really badly for some time and still managed to maintain this certain level of funding and support. It's sort of inexplicable. When you look at other states, the difference is stark. The opposition political party, generally speaking liberals, did not support extremists and it fucking shows. You can see in Queensland, cookers, small minority of people, kind of noisy, not a big deal. In New South Wales, of course, we have a Labor opposition. There's basically nothing here. We have like the Aussie Cossack. And then you've got Western Australia, 
That is a place where they should be screaming. That whole thing was under the thumb of Mark McGowan and nothing. But Victoria shows this very different picture because, of course, these fucking morons, this lobster in charge, decided to back these dipshits. So now the election is over and their support for Cook has backfired. There's no way they're going to continue it. That support is going to evaporate. Yeah, look, some people are all in on this and they have nowhere else to go. We've talked about them. They will keep doing their thing, camping out in Canberra parking lots, yeah, well, wrapping themselves in plastic, holding silly <laughs> vigils in treasury gardens to absolutely nobody. But the fair weather freedom fighters who got a bit upset about lockdowns and enjoyed being part of a movement after this, that might not be the case anymore. But that brings us to acceptance. It does. It's a tough one. It's a tough one for them. And there is some acceptance going on here. The acceptance is that the result is final, whether it's legit or not, there's another story. And the only thing you can now do is move. Everyone's moving. One person on Telegram said this. Here's one one who's moving back to Ireland. We know that (laughs) because he says, I'm moving back to Ireland. Not because of Dan Andrews, because I don't want my children growing up surrounded by brainwashed, emotionless zombies. Obviously, I'm not talking about you guys. No, of course not, no. Because apparently Ireland is awake somehow. I genuinely don't know what's going on here, but this guy wants to move back to Ireland. So just something that was on Twitter a while ago, which is a ridiculous example of how far the right has gone. Zuby, this anti-vaxxer nobody who apparently made a record at some point and has a blue check on Twitter, massive anti-vaxxer, was saying that Saudi Arabia is the only place worth living now. Yeah, because yeah. it's the only place of good values. Well, to so, up some farming if you're a farmer. I am fucking insane. This uh, fellow who's moving back to Ireland, maybe a visa issue. Just a <laughs> well, thought. Just a I'm, thought. I'm guessing Not that sure. he's I Irish. Am guessing. I am guessing. I'm guessing yeah. he's Irish, but I don't know. But like, yeah, basically, when it comes down to this sort of weird idea of moving somewhere because their values are in line with yours. Most of these sort of things, like moving back to Ireland, I don't like. Are they I like freedom loving in not Ireland? There's going to be a lot of kindred spirits there. It seems it? fucking stupid. But one time, Zuby decided that the only place to go where you know that you'll get freedom lovers, yeah, and you'll yeah. know they'll have good ideas and good ideology, Saudi fucking Arabia. Yeah, well, there'll just be people just looking at your neck, going, "Ooh, yeah, now." Like yeah, look that, that looks neck. soft. You know, that a good looking look neck. I could Hand work with my that. scimitar. Yeah, exactly. Fucking we had uh, we had um, we had um, executioner robots uh, uh, working in Saudi Arabia as part of a future job. We did, and, we did. And, that um, was actually quite and I popular. Think that, uh, and I've thought about it a lot. I think that's dead set the way they need to go. Oh, it's the only way forward. I mean, like I got know, spanked look- in the soccer last night too. So cop that. Yes, I feel nothing for them. And when I finally, finally get the Smart Cities episode out, I'll be sticking the boot in the Saudi as I promised for some time. So, look, outside of that, it's just a shitload of people claiming they're going to leave Victoria for more freedom. I don't freedom. know what they're going to find. <laughs> we talked about this before. What version of freedom are they seeking? There's no freedom to be found. The last bastion of liberal state government's about to get flipped. They, yeah, you can't go to New Zealand because you've got Jacinda Ardern there and you can't go to Canada. They've got fucking Justin Trudeau. Oh, my God. Like, they are stuck. There's nowhere they can go. Everything is either Labor or 
I mean, just generally not freedom enough. I don't know well, what they it, even it, want it, anymore. What about the US? But they can't go to the US. No, they're Biden. Just, they're just not. Well, but they're also not going <laughs> to. Don't tick too many boxes on a, on a green card. No, no, they're really not. I think the criminal conviction thing might be an issue. Yeah, uh, yeah just see here, and that's why Harvey didn't get in, of course. Yes, it is. It stopped is uh, at the stopped at LAX. Uh, excuse me, sir. What he likes excuse to me, say. sir. Yes. Yeah. So look, there's already memes about this. Victoria, the place to be, is now Victoria, the place to flee, which is kind of funny. That's I'm funny. sorry. Yeah, I'll pay that. It, yeah, it's a joke. I, I'll take it. But there's another one which is just sad. Things to do in Victoria, number one, leave. Yeah. Okay. I think, but I huh? think there's a sort of throng of about 95% of the population who go, could you please? Because yeah. that would really be helping us out here. We don't like your presence <laughs> and Flinders Street Station hasn't <laughs> been a fun place to hang out since you've been here. Yeah, yeah. Just go. We just like to catch the train without getting monstered by idiots, politically violent idiots. Yeah, can we have that please? So Catherine Cumming is going to have to get a real job now. Oh, it wasn't that shame. It wasn't that shame to see Catherine Cumming going down hard. Catherine Cumming <laughs> is a nonsense artist. And those sort of people in those sort of fields are exactly yeah, why she was just cloud chasing. She knew it. exactly what she was doing when she said those terrible things she said outside Flinders totally. Street Station. Liberal member, new, newly elected member for Menzies, uh, come out in the parliament and, uh, and, and denounce that. Yes. And well, he compared it to a, a, a gathering of Iranian protesters in Carlton where there was no talk of political violence. They were merely protesting passionately the political violence in their own country. Exactly, because violence is bad. Of origin. That's, that, uh, that's the starting point. So she jumped a whole leave Victoria bandwagon and See honestly, later, good. Go, go. Avi Yemeni, perpetual whinger, kicked off his tantrum spree by tweeting, Victoria has fallen. It's <laughs> meaningless. Very dramatic, meaningless. His sidekick, Real Ruction, decided to get his <laughs> photography skills in, posted a very sad no. picture of himself walking down the street with a caption, now more than ever we must pick ourselves up and rise to the occasion, which I'm guessing is the occalsion of weddings because, yeah. you know, he gets paid to be a wedding photographer. I'm buddy, that, buddy, that, hey, champion, Ruction, that, that the there's no money in what you're doing. No. Come find something else to do. Movement's dying, mate. Move on. Move on. Arvi's very talented at what he does, and Ezra's going to keep giving him cash because he knows how to piss people off, and he'll always get funds. You, you're a little bit half mm. right. You're very mm. good at lying, you're a but snapper. that's about it. You're a snapper. It's not great. And you can be replaced by just another guy with a phone. Yeah, basically, yeah. Actually, get Chris Coveries to do it. He's much better at it. So then he comes out with this cracker. And this is something that's been said a lot in the wake of this election, and it is. And this is the tweet. Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> is real. Thanks, Arvi. But, okay, we've talked about this before. It's in my sister's we book. Have, yeah. Is it real, Jack? It is Let's not go. real. It Thank is based you. on a hostage drama in Stockholm in the 1970s where it is said that those who were held hostage formed sort of bonds and sort of emotional connections with their with their attackers, with the ones holding them at gunpoint. It is not true. It is a complete myth. Stockholm Syndrome simply does not exist. Mm -hmm. And it has just become a sort of a go-to phrase for uh, when, when people can't understand uh, yeah. a, 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 one group or one individual associating with someone that they probably shouldn't. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's just mad. It does not exist. It is not a psychological phenomenon. It is made up. But Arvi, he's not real bright, so you're not going to know that. 
No, no, of course. And look, it fits with this thing. And I love the metaphor of Stockholm Syndrome. And I've been one to use it before. But at the same time, Stockholm Syndrome is real. I would never say that because it isn't real. <laughs> I could use it real. as a metaphor so we've got to understand a concept. But just yes. he doesn't, he hasn't read my sister's book. And that upsets me greatly because I've always thought that yeah. as a convicted domestic abuser, yep. maybe he should have read Jess's book. Well, he's probably not in the target market. Joe, well, look, he could learn some things from there in the mail shame. No, I know uh, he could learn chapter. some things, but yeah. is he prepared to learn some things? No, that's the issue with people who are afflicted by mal shame issues. They uh, are often very difficult to bring around the idea of convincing them mal shame is the crux of their issue. Anyway, buy my sister's book. It's really good. Um, <laughs> so cookers have truly you experienced- You haven't even told us the title, Joel. I'll you get all fine. See what you made. See what you made me do. It's, right, it's, right. it's in all good bookstores. See what you made me do. Cheeseboard across the bonds. Yes, so exactly. There should be a little ouch noise after that. Yes, on a matapia there. Oh, Arvi, oh, Arvi. It was actually a knife, but that's a whole other story. So cookers have truly experienced the stages of grief, as we've just outlined in the wake of the Victorian state election. And, oh, it's very sad because they tried to make this whole thing all about them. And the worst part is they succeeded. That was the biggest own goal in political history, trying to make this election about lockdowns and you're whinging. And it turns out the entire state is like, um, it was reasonable and fuck you. So that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, nobody likes you. When you make this all about you, but no one likes you, just going to say democracy is great, but it's also a popularity contest. So making it about people that are inherently unlikable, I don't know, you might lose. Just a problem. So whether the cook is going to call it a day after this is yet to be seen, I think a lot of them are going to really turn in after this. A lot of people will hang in there. Some of them because they like burn all their bridges, no, 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 there are no alternative. nothing else, no yeah. alternative. As, as Thatcher would say, there is no alternative. I mean, you've just got to keep on trucking because what else are you going to do? But some of them are always just far-right bigots who have just bounced around political movements, finding meaning in cookerdom. Yeah. I think that could be temporary. I feel like a lot of these fair weather anti-lockdown types are just going to go back to being just sort of pointless drips in RSLs, muttering homophobic sentiments to their friends. They're going to stop donating to these pointless lawsuits, stop donating to these ridiculous GoFundMes. They're going to stop watching Rumble videos and basically just pick at libraries just get on with a dragon around. Just get on with a bit of hardcore racism. Yeah, you know, like Reclaim Australia be like, oh, fucking recruitment's strong these days. Everyone hates Muslims again. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> I was really starting to worry there. Oh, my God. It seemed like they were all tolerating each other for a bit as long as they didn't like vaccines. So, look. This might be a general sense of wishful thinking that Cook is going to vanish. And not because they're going to start going further to the right and just becoming racist fucking nobodies, but just the fact that I would love to see the Cooker movement die. And I do worry they're going to start diverting their energies, especially to this culture war that's happening as we speak, that is just vilifying trans people based on all this nonsense about grooming and blah, blah, fucking blah. It drives me nuts. But Dan Andrews cannot, or at least should not, walk alone over the next four years because of the last two. And all this talk about hanging Dictator Dan has led to an atmosphere of division and violence. That aspect, I don't think, will go quietly into the night. Yeah. So, in other words, the Cookers are handling another ugly defeat very well. Of course. As you were, Australia. Now, we're going to wrap up the program today with one of my very favourite politicians. He's, he's a maverick. And he's tweeting. He was tweeting like a mad thing yesterday. Yes, he was. It's Zippy, Ralphie Babbitt, and uh, Joel's here to tell us all about the kind of week he's had.
Oh, and Pete too. I'm a staunch patriot. I love our country. I love our freedoms. I love that in Australia you can be anything that you want to be. There is nothing and no one stopping you from achieving your hopes, your aspirations and your dreams. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, but an even bigger one for Senator Stereo Sonic. (laughs) But we'll get to him in a second. I love him. Uh, He's the best. But because it looks like Pete may be returning Twitter. Now, this is speculation at this point. This is great news. But this is basically just because Pete is a right-wing stereotype at this point. He's been simping hard for Elon Musk because that's what right-wing stereotypes do. Of course, since he bought Twitter, which is such an alpha move, blah, blah, fucking blah. And he's well aware of the impending Twitter amnesty for suspended accounts. Romana Mm. Digilo got her fucking account back. That is how far this amnesty has gone. That's fantastic. So people are going to be checking their passwords and seeing what's happening over the next few days, and Pete Evans might be one of them. So there's another good reason to leave Twitter. If you haven't already figured out like a hundred of them, uh, there is 101. Have you noticed the changes in the blocking too? You can actually communicate. You can actually, um, um, if you've got someone who's blocked, you can actually um, uh, tweet. Uh, tweet some of their stuff. I've been um, having a great time because RV Yemeni keeps coming up. Yeah. It means I have to go in an incognito window. It just comes you, up. You can retweet with comment people you've blocked. It's wonderful. Well, he's blocked me. God bless so, you. God bless you, Elon. <laughs> I can see, yeah. The, the block function has really fallen apart, I which it, I, I hate. I go over to this anti vax clown this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Elon. Yeah. Doing, doing good work, mate. Bless your heart. So aside from that, the highly esteemed publication Daily Mail Australia has reported that Pete Evans has left his house. Mm, Breaking news. What a big deal. So while I generally wouldn't piss on that publication if it were on fire, they do absolutely love sticking the boot into old Pete. And the (laughs) headline read this. Rarely seen Pete Evans and wife Nicola Robinson walking there. (laughs) Walking their rat in Bondi two years after he was cancelled for sharing a neo-Nazi meme on Facebook. That was the pic caption. And they all looked craggy, including the rat. Well, it's they, a little dog. but It it's is a little just, dog, yeah. Ugh. It is a strange choice. <laughs> it looked choice. diseased. And Evans and Nicola Robinson just looked super craggy. See, I was going to say that the Daily Mail sticks the boot in, but I must say there is no better boot than yours. That was great. You even went after the dog. I'm impressed. <laughs> even I don't go to the dog. But look, I just thought it was really funny. They couldn't resist even putting in that long, like unnecessarily long <laughs> no, headline. No. They had to put the bit about cancel for sharing a neo-Nazi meme on Facebook. Like, I just think that's great. So the article explained that Pete was in Bondi with his wife, ooh, sporting a strange haircut, no one he cares, was. and existing in public. But that's yeah. not the scoop. This was literally just an excuse to spend 500 words shitting on Pete Evans, going on about what a prick he is, including when he tried to suggest that Shane Warne and Rod Marsh, the cricketers, dined from an adverse reaction to a COVID vaccine. Not nice, Pete. Not nice. Just, just, yeah. But I do love the fact that Daily Mail just loves shitting on Pete Evans. I think it's really funny. But it has, of course, been a huge week for Senator Grindset, who has been at the grind, or at least has been <laughs> posting on social media. He's <laughs> been busy. He is. He's I'll always busy. He's, he's, he is a fucking Sigma guy. So old Zip has been in a bit of a state around the Victorian election. He's been a bit of, a bit of hysteria, which unlike the federal election, which saw him get a seat in the Senate, there was no money. Uncle Clive left his wallet at home on this occasion, <laughs> at least. And that was clearly reflected in the results where the UAP went nowhere. Oh, no. Still, 
Zippy Babbitt used his incredibly small platform to campaign for his team in the state election with this foreboding message on Twitter. He is without doubt the worst Premier. It's Dan, by the way, that we have ever had the displeasure of having to endure. The thought of another four years of this man is enough to make you sick. Not me sick, not him sick, other no. people sick. Yeah. 60,000 Victorians fled our state last year. Not true. I think thousands more will be following if he wins another four years. Okay. I like the fact that he used displeasure. I thought that was quite poetic. Yeah. But <laughs> Paul pre- Ralphie. And this is the whole moving to Canada thing. I mean, like, it has grew the Cook community so hard. In the face of free tampons, they have to flee. The idea of a... Free kindergarten. Free tampon. Oh, no! We can't have this! Suburban rail. I hate rail. I hate suburbs. Mix the two together. I have to leave. I can't (laughs) cope with this. Just sad. But I'll put you through another piece of fine wordplay by Babbitt because that's what we're doing in this segment. Take it away. Yeah, this is more Babs. This is more like the the Babs vocab we know. Premier Daniel Andrews has done such a bad job of running the state to the point that I believe he could make the devil blush. (laughs) Today in the Senate, I thought I would let them know what I thought about the chairman and his leadership. Mm -hmm. Make the devil blush. It's fucking Nancy Reagan. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And he actually did do a speech on this in the Senate. It's like five minutes. It's fucking embarrassing. I mean, this guy, he's a fucking moron. He also said in the same speech that Labor had been working with Glenn Drury on Senate preference deals. Well, that would make the devil blush. It it would. Now, Drury and Andrews deny this. Uh, Both of them deny this uh, straight up. But the thing is, Babbitt can shoot his mouth off because he has a residency in the Coward's Castle where, quite famously, but if you don't know, you can't be done for defamation if it's said in the chamber. It's protected speech. It's mm-hmm. the only free speech in the country. And while this usually annoys me because it allows people to say fuckwitted things with no consequences whatsoever, I'm actually really glad that Babbitt has a place he feels <laughs> safe saying dumb shit because it makes this segment fucking easier to write. Keep going, Senator. Keep going. Keep going. Come on, Be- mate. Best part is your, your push, speeches are push. transcribed on hand side, so I, can, I don't have to watch them. I can just read them. So – Babbitt's also a bit upset about Dan Andrews referring to candidates as Nazis. Aww. Instead of condemning Nazis. I mean, parents have thought of that. That's just, that's a bridge too far. Babbitt did uniforms. every other right-wing tool has done and just respond with indignant denial. Nazis? Us? No. <laughs> it's just pathetic because, of course, Babbitt doubles down with absolute class by doing the first thing that morons think in a situation like this, which is, no, but I've got Jewish mates. Jewish hiding. mates who are also gay. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, he hides behind a UAP candidate named Leon Kofmansky, who is apparently an Orthodox Jew. All power to him. But here's his fucking tweet. Daniel Andrews calls his political opponents Nazis. This includes our, all caps, Jewish Orthodox candidate Leon Kofmansky, who is running in the southern metropolitan region. Is there any lows <laughs> that no, the no. Premier will not go to? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few grammatical Are there any lows, you fucking dumb prick? You're speaking in full. <laughs> you fucking dummy. And right out of time. Yeah, you should have got the staff to watch that one. So, look, I don't know. Like, how about the leader of your party, Craig Kelly, using actual Nazi Stuart Von Moga at a uh, security at a freedom rally? Yeah, I mean, there was that. How about that oh, Rebecca Spellman? She's a bit of a suspect unit. I mean, I can't say she's a Nazi, but I can say she's a vicious racist and she has Nazi mates. So, mm, is that too, is it? 
UAP candidate, federal seat of Aston in the 2022 election. That's uh, not great. So, you know. Also, back to old Craig Kelly, the guy who stood around and listened while Mick McMurtry went on anti-Semitic rant on the back of a truck at a mm. rally that apparently they didn't organize because that's, that's their it? response. Mm. They shrugged it off and they claimed that it was not a UAP rally and they have no control over the speakers. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. I stole that from your article. So, like, yeah, sure. Like, Cool. I didn't hear any strong condemnation of anti-Semitism in there, mate. I just didn't see it. But mm. I guess that would alienate a large portion of your voting base, so you shouldn't upset your voters, right? Don't worry. You can say whatever you like now. You're not getting a second term. <laughs> so when it comes to anti-Semitism, it'd be your best move to shut the fuck up. You are not standing on a platform there. You're not. And I don't think you really understand what it is anyway. What's a Jew? <laughs> He's the most ignored politician. In the country, he's so meaningless. We probably the, we, we are the ones that give him the most attention, and that's because yep, he's very funny. But this is the thing: like, I mean, he's just parroting lines from the three right-wing media outlets that he watches on a daily basis, sharing bullshit from Drebel News and Sky about how you people are such strong allies to the Jewish people because one of your candidates is an Orthodox Jew. I mean, give me a fucking break. Four people and a Nazi on a dinner table. Mate, you've got yourself five Nazis there and you can read into that how you like. But when your mates stop palling around with Nazis and vicious fucking racists who hate anyone but the white man just to get these cheap fringe votes and maybe get up after $150 million with advertising, we can fucking talk then about your anti-Semitic cred. But until then, you're just simply a weird little guy who looks a lot like an uncircumcised penis. See, I don't know, is it? Just me that sees that? I just, I, he looks yeah, I like it. I think it's I'm, his juju. It is probably just me, yeah. Not as not, not Hunter Biden's copy, though. That's, that's. No, 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 no. Go hurry on. Move on. So, this is only from the front, though. From the back, you look like a fucking baller, bro. Or so I'm guessing you think, because this week, Senator Babbitt took a break from impotent whinging about the Victorian election to get someone, who I assume is his brother, who is his shadow, to take a photo of him looking at Parliament House and posting it on Facebook. The photo is uh, the photo's on like an angle for some reason, and possibly for another unrelated reason, Zippy's wearing a long sleeve flannel with his sleeves rolled up and cut off denim <laughs> shorts. He's Jethro. It is just abstract to watch this. This photo is fucking art. Yes, Zippy pulled out his Sunday best stereosonic outfit for Parliament, and I have no idea why. So I pulled this from Cam Wilson's Twitter and absolutely regret not looking into this on the day because he sadly deleted the original post on his Facebook. Maybe he realized that people weren't like a fan of the whole here to party look from 2001. (laughs) But it is a shame. It's a shame because it's an iconic picture. And this picture should be the one that is remembered forever. When Zippy finally introduces a pill to Parliament to appeal the part, a bill to Parliament to legalize pingers. Yeah. And I have not given up on this. I haven't Can't started wait. this campaign, but it's one I plan to implement soon. I'm going to send him a letter where old Zippy, who definitely looks like a man who loves a good old red Mitsubishi, a risk taker, a love maker, and a pinger breaker because you take <laughs> half now and, and half later. It's, it's hard to split. But sometimes you get the crumbs, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The red Mitsis are dangerous, but he knows to hydrate. He'll be fine. Until then... He is just our favourite idiot in Parliament. And sure, he's not as crazy as Malcolm Roberts. But Malcolm Roberts is sad crazy. He's not yeah, fun crazy. He's not funny. He's No, he's sad crazy. Cat is nuts. He's funny crazy. But like he's kind of old now. Like it's it's not 
Like the yeah, joke's like kind of lost done. Too, yeah, yeah, it's sort of shit. So long may Babbitt reign as our beautiful idiot in Canberra. And while the Victorian election is over, and he might need a new thing to whinge about, he can also just keep retweeting quotes from the posthumous Margaret Thatcher Twitter account. <laughs> Although I think he may now have realised that she's dead, which Someone is very told upsetting. Him. Someone's obviously told him. Someone's told him. Yeah, but please don't stop, Zip. I mean, keep saying dumb shit, please. Zippy, because I'm fucking absolutely here for it. I love you. Come on, Zip. Keep posting, mate. Keep posting. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack, we found on Twitter, on <laughs> at Jack the Insider and Joel on Crunch Moses with AK. We set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. We have a Patreon to help keep this whole thing, this thing of ours, sustainable. It's yes. bloody time consuming and we still have to pay rent. Help keep the lights on. Please. please, please. For as little as $5 a month, you have access to all sorts of bonus content. We tell you about it all the time, including a weekly-ish episode, which a bonus of all the good shit that didn't make it in the main program because there's heaps of things you want to cover that we don't. So we try to make it worth your while. And finally, all feedback tips, feedback tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that you're moving out of Victoria because Dan Andrews is a dictator and something, something, something. Freedom! Ah! But please, for the love of God, can you skip New South Wales and just keep on going? Maybe the Territory, Queensland, you know. Yeah, go to Cairns. Cairns is weird. Northern that Territory. Is, that's good. Good vibe. Love yeah, good vibe yeah. for you up there. I reckon it'd be good. It'd be sweet. Top. Yes, dress, it is. Don't dress warm. No, no. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!